Welcome back to Nat 97. Today's episode is a special one featuring seven interviews conducted live during the recent Digilog Day Music and Tech Festival hosted by Digilog. We talked to Nyla XO about coming up in Chicago and producing her own music. Tymaine Robbins on his latest project, Fashionably Late. DZH putting New Jersey rap on the map. Leia the Leo about songwriting. Carrie Blue about starting his own grassroots festival. Florida's Cedric Brazil on bringing real R&B back. And Prez Harris on opening for legends like Jay Electronica. Live from Digilog Day, this is not a podcast. This is not a radio show. This is not 97. Enjoy. Nyla XO. Welcome to 997. Thank you. Welcome to Digilog Day. Thanks. Welcome to New York. Yeah, thank you. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Woke yeah. up bright and early. Feeling good. Yeah. Do you want to um, just really quickly introduce yourself, kind of what you do, where you come from? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, I'm Nyla XO. I am originally from LA. I'm a Chicago-based singer, songwriter, and producer. Yeah. And um, yeah, I love music. I love what I do. Yeah, nice. How long have you been in Chicago? Um, four or five years. Yeah. Yep. And making the move back to LA at the Are top you? of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what originally inspired you to go to Chicago? My husband and I were both in music and he's originally from Chicago and yeah. we were doing a lot of touring and stuff at the time. And we were like, let's switch up the vibe. Let's go to yeah. a new city. And so that's why we chose Chicago. How have you felt like creatively in terms of the creative community? Uh between Chicago and LA? Like, what was that switch like? Yeah, it was definitely different. Um, I think it's been a little tricky actually to find a tribe because I'm more pop soul and um, Chicago, the type of music, I think LA for what I do has a lot more diversity when it comes to that. Um, But what is cool about Chicago is that the people are just really good people. And so it's really nice to make, you know, just like friendships there and other creatives, like because it's a smaller, you know, group, yeah. it's just easier to get plugged in, which is really good. But yeah. Yeah. Kind of been riding our own little wave while we've been in Chicago. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've talked to a bunch of different artists. I talked to artists from Chicago last yeah. week just about like um, kind of just feeling like um, I was asking him if he feels like he has big shoes to fill coming from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he was like, honestly, I feel like uh there's so many talented artists in Chicago that like it's not necessarily pressure, but it feels like I just have to be at the top of my game exactly. because all of us are at the top of our game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's true. The people who do it, do it really well. Yeah. Yeah. How long um, have you been producing your own music? Since high school. Since you so, started making music. Yeah, since I started making music. Yeah, yeah they, we had a music production class when I was uh, a junior in high school. It was the first class they had. So instead of like choir and stuff like that, I went in there. I was the only girl in there. And um, I just started producing them. Yeah. Yep, and haven't stopped since. Do you feel like you need to um, have like an artist brain and a producer brain? I do. And right now, like I make music with my husband too, and he produces a lot of stuff. So it's kind of nice that now I'm at a place where I kind of unleash my ideas and I'm like, I lay down the stuff and I'm like, okay, now like what can you create around it? Which has been really cool to collaborate in that sense. Yeah. Um, And you direct your own videos as well? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Have you always been kind of just like, I'm gonna do it all type of person? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, since high school, same thing. Like I was putting stickers on CDs with my stuff, like printing it out, handing it out to people at school. Yeah. So I've always been like, like I'm not that. waiting for anybody. I'm no, doing this no. myself. Yeah, I just really love that part of the creative process. Yeah. Yeah. For you, um, like, what is the process like of going from like song to visual? Like, are you, as soon as you write a song, do you kind of have an image in your head of what you want it to look like? I do. Actually, my process is kind of reverse. I like to think of the imagery first, and that's what actually gets me the most inspired. So a lot of times if I'm stuck on something, I'll think like, what do I want this artwork to look like? What do I want the video to look like? And that'll inspire me to like keep going in creating the music. Yeah. So it's kind of reversed in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, artists who do everything like that are oftentimes my favorite artists because there's a through line. You can see who they are and everything that comes out. Right. Um, and so I wonder kind of like for you, what is that? Where does that start? Like, what is the, um, what is Nyla XO like trying to say with either the music, the visuals? What do I communicate with yeah. my stuff? I'd say I just like things to look good. Um, I, I enjoy, that's a good question. What do I like to communicate? Basically, everything that I'm doing, I like to. Good question. Like, you kind of got yourself. <laughs> like, wait. I mean, yeah, but like, it's like, you know, even not even thinking about it I too do. much. I know my signature yeah. stuff. Like, my signature stuff is I always incorporate colors. I like to, like, just mess around with editing and just, like, create really cool things out of something so simple. Yeah. Which is, like, I don't try to overdo it, but I try to execute really well in a small starting from a small place you know yeah. what i mean so i'm not trying to do like even when i do videos on my own i'm just like let's take a really good idea and just like amplify it as opposed to trying to get a whole bunch of props a whole bunch of all of this so i'm yeah. really about just like making a statement and so i think that's kind of like my signature throughout what i do is no matter what style if i'm going for like a cute vibe if i'm going for a swaggy vibe like we go for it and you know yeah. execute that way yeah mm -hmm. do you think that the um kind of like the not not necessarily that statement but like your um the 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 mission that's coming through in your music do you think that has changed over the course of your career i don't think the mission has changed it's always been i saw are you familiar with india re yeah okay so she had come to my school one time and um the feeling that I felt just leaving after that was so encouraged and just feeling like man she gets it like she understands what I'm going through and just like putting out that those good vibes. And so that's always been kind of my thing is whenever people leave, whether it's a conversation with me, if you just met me or if I'm doing a show, like I want you to feel like you just had a talk with a friend and we're just like getting through it together. We're having fun. We're talking about everything. Yeah. You know, so that kind of has always been at the core of what yeah, I do. Yeah. I like that. Um, I know that you got recognized with the Samsung billboard, mm -hmm. uh, what is it like the next great unsigned uh, yeah. artist? Mm -hmm. um, I guess what did that moment kind of mean for you in your career? And how has that like kind of motivated you now? Yeah, it was really nice to be recognized in that way. Um, it was a social media based competition at first. And so it was off of visuals. So you just applied like 
sent in your music. Yeah. So you did an audition where you um, covered a song. So I did that. But then throughout the competition, you had to use Samsung phones and create mm. visuals along with the music that you were doing. So I was able to get in my visual bag, my creative bag, my production ba bag, and just showing the different sides of me and really creating compelling visuals. Yeah. Um, so it was just really nice to be seen in that way for what I do as a whole. And, um, you know, I've been doing music for a very long time. And so it was just a really great highlight. And Billboard has always been on my vision board, but I just never expected it in that way. Yeah. And so I thought it was really cool to just see it all come together. What else is on the vision board? On my vision board. Oh, there's a lot of things on my vision board. Um, I have touring on my vision board. I have there's things that I want to do, like creating and being a part of like the acting world, which I yeah. used to do a lot in theater. Um, my main thing on my vision board right now is a family, having a super bomb family touring on the road, doing fun stuff together and just like getting it as a family. Um, I think it's really cool. Like I look at people like Toby and Wigway and he just like yeah. seeing him with his family that excites me. And so right now my vision is just like, how can I do what I do and bring the people that I love along with me? That's yeah. kind of the main vision I'd say. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I know you have a new single coming out mm -hmm. soon. Yeah. Do you want to speak a little bit about where that song comes from and what people can expect from your next yes, song? Yes. So the song, yep, it's coming out. And I wrote this. I actually just took a giant social media break, a two month long social media break. How did it? How was it? It was great. Great. I'm like easy, like going back on it. I was like, oh, I don't feel like this right now. I feel um, like I need that. You know, I'd say it's great. What it did was when you're online so much, you get fed a lot of inspiration from other people without just looking within for your inspiration. So that was an opportunity for me to say, like, I'm not going to look at what other people are doing. Like, what do I really like to do? And let me do me. And so through that time, I created a bunch of new music and one of which was the song that I'm releasing. And it's actually ironically called Left Alone. And it's about when you want to just be in your own space and you don't want to be bothered. But it's not that there's anything wrong with you or wrong with anybody, but you just like to chill by yourself yeah. and be with your own thoughts and all that stuff. That's like the winter joint. Yeah. Like, it's going to be winter. We're like, I don't need to see people. Yeah, but you're good. You're just like, let me yeah. just be in my own space. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, we're looking forward to the song. Thank you. We appreciate you coming and hanging out with us. Thank you so much. And, you know, Enjoy DigiLog Day and enjoy New York. Yeah, be fun. Yeah. Let us know next time you're in New York. We'll tap in soon. Thank you. Thank you. Whoa. What's up, Main Robbins? Yeah, what's good? What's good? Welcome to 997. Yes, sir. Nice to have you, bro. That's a pleasure. Welcome a pleasure. to DigiLog Day and uh, welcome to New York. I came out here from uh, North Carolina. So, <laughs> we're so we going to talk about it because Rashad. Yeah, I didn't even tell you. I buried the lead, but I definitely went to high school in North Carolina. Right. Yeah, I, I went to high school in Charlotte. Where? In Mallet Creek. I live in Charlotte. My girl went to Mallet Creek. Yep, me me and my wife <laughs> is, both went to Mallet Creek. Um, okay. So I'm fully, my whole fam's still down there. So I'm already, so I'm, I'm already sit, a fan. Yeah, I, don't even, I haven't heard you. I'm going to sit yet. back and I'll let y'all talk about <laughs> Yeah, man. Come on. Tell me about your whole background and I guess what got you into music and I, how you got to be from North Carolina to here in New York right now, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, Robbins, um, 
hip hop artist, born and raised in a small town called Bolton, North Carolina. Mm. A population of like 500, 600 people, yeah. like very country, like horses and stuff like that. Um, but I actually got into music when I was four years old. Okay. And it was through me listening and re like memorizing songs I heard on the radio and making my own version of it. Yeah. And then it came to my uncle pinning my first rhyme. At like <laughs> Your five. uncle was ghostwriting. He was ghostwriting oh, yeah. when I was like five. Um, but what then, was it? What was it? Oh, it was, uh, you can catch me in a Mercedes with the top drop. You know, little T, he always rhyme hot. When I grow up, I want to be just like my pops. Hey, so, that was a fire bar. But I got in the studio at age nine. Okay. Damn. And like 13 is when my family understood how good I was mm. and put me in like uh, actual recording studios, yeah. starting to take it serious and putting money behind me. Okay. Can you talk about how important, I guess, the family support is? Because a lot of up and coming artists, they're like, Honestly, having a battle with their family. Yeah, I feel like that's unique that you had your family support from yeah. 13. And, and maybe why Why is that? Why was your family so into the music? I think, well, one, I think my family was very into the music was because they were young. Mm. Like, uh, my dad, like my dad was 18 and my mom was 19 when I was born. And my dad was a heavy hip hop head okay. already. Uh, and my uncle who pinned my first rhyme, he was five years younger than my mom. Okay, so, like, so he was like what? 15, so they were extremely young, but I think it's very important to like have your family support you because like as a child, as you're growing up, you're still learning yourself. Mm -hmm. You're learning what you like. And if you fall in love with something, you want that support. So you keep going. Yeah. Cause if not, you might just push it away, shy away from it. Yeah. Cause nobody else believes in you. Nah, for sure. And would yeah. you say that kind of translates into your music in general, like now, current, present day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Fire. What do you think? Um, like North Carolina's done for you. Like, how do you think that, like, the influence of that city has, like, bled into your music? Man, I think North Carolina has just, like, truly, like, shaped me. I feel North Carolina also doesn't get a lot of, like, respect yeah. from, like, an artist standpoint. Yeah. Of course, we got the baby, we got J. Cole, yeah. we had Petey Pablo back in the day. Yeah. But we're Drake not. Rapping about <laughs> Charlotte. 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 <laughs> but yeah. we're not known for, like, a a city that produces a lot of well-known talent. Creative people in general, yeah. it's just not a thing. Really. And so I have like a, it's like a chip on my shoulder, a hunger, you yeah. know, that, that, yeah. you, that you hear inside of my music. Um, like just wanting to like broadcast where I'm from. And you know, like a lot of heavy hitters do come from, you know, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's um, North Carolina picking up that Atlanta totem, where it's like Atlanta when that whole early 90s or late 90s really and they were like uh, south got something to say with yeah. the, that whole situation it gave atlanta a stamp but then everybody else is pretty much <laughs> nah other, unless you're from like memphis other than those in florida so it's like it skips over north carolina kind of completely even virginia has artists like yeah. chris brown you know pharrell the obvious but like somehow north carolina just i mean or like uh, i think it's I, I think it is bleeding out. And like, we talked to Pope maybe a few weeks ago. Yeah, he's dope, Atlanta, he's dope. And like, he's very much like, I'm not from Atlanta. Mm. Like, Savannah is my home. Yeah, Georgia, And he yeah. rides for it so hard. And I feel like um, the, any city that's within that Atlanta reach. It's, it helped. It definitely, I know from living there, people go to Atlanta like it's- Always. Yeah, every, yeah, every but weekend. But you feel like artists, like, Felt pressure that if they wanted to make it out of Charlotte, they had to move to Atlanta. And now maybe 
you don't have to do that. Yeah. 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 You could probably speak on that even more. Like you probably yeah. know a whole bunch of friends in XYZ who probably tried to go to Atlanta and came back and so forth. Yeah, a lot. I like a lot of I have a lot of close friends or like mm. artists that I'm cool with who like went to Atlanta. Uh just to, you know, try and like find opportunity that, you know, isn't where we're from. Like I live in Charlotte and like Atlanta's what a three hour drive, four yeah, hour drive. Three hour, four hours. So it ain't nothing but a straight shot to just try and find a place to provide you with more opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you're looking at trying to get signed or something like that, it's not like a label office in North Carolina and like in the whole state. Yeah. Um, so you have to go at nearest, maybe Tennessee, but you're not going to Nashville or anything unless, I don't know, you're doing country music. Country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have to, you have to incorporate Atlanta. Um, all right, so let's talk about yeah. the project yeah. specifically and like what you got here. Talk about this the, zine the and, and what's in it. Yeah, so the new project is called Fashionably Late. Okay. Um, and the idea around that came from, uh, I was watching this Russ interview mm. and he quoted John Mayer and he said, um, if you hold on to your music, like when you finally put it out, you're late to your own party. Mm. And it kind of stuck with me because I'm like, okay, if I'm holding on to this music, I know it's dope, but it's gonna make me late to accomplishments, late to new fans discovering my music, mm -hmm. late to people that support me, like hearing new stuff to bump. Yeah. And so I'm like, sheesh, if I'm late, I at least need to arrive in fashion, right? Yeah. So, the, so the whole project is, it's like that luxury bar heavy rap talk. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm here, like, and also to stop rapping like I'm trying to make it, but rapping like I'm here. Yeah. Like I, I, I belong in the room, I deserve to be, uh, to, to, you know, I'm, I'm deserving of every opportunity that comes my way. And yeah. I'm not just hiding anymore. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. The, this is like the post-imposter syndrome. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really him. Like, I'm himothy right now. <laughs> for sure. No, I feel that. I feel that. That's yeah. fire. That's a big lesson for a lot of new artists, even creative people in general. Like, they tell you got to just put shit out and see what sticks to the wall. But I feel like music is a little bit tougher for yeah, artists to just yeah. do that because you so much time invested, so much money invested. You like, this shit better hit <laughs> yeah, or I wasted my time. But yeah, a lot yeah. of times, and what you just explained, it has to just, you have to put it out. You have to at least expose yourself to your fans before you can say this shit is not working. Yeah. Um, what, um, how many projects is this for you? This is three. Yeah. Three, like technically there's a lot more. Like, cause like I used to pass out mixtapes yeah, like yeah, back yeah. in the day and stuff, um, but three. Yeah. How do you think like the process of recording this and putting this project together kind of differed or like what was, how have you evolved from like kind of the past? Man, what's crazy is, so this is my first project I dropped in three years. And I was working on this for three years mm. or working on another project to say the least. Um, and I'm like, man, this, this other one I have is so great. I can't just just put it out. And so I wrote a whole new project in like three months, and which is this, Crazy. and just threw it out. And like, I think that helped my process a lot better. So now you're sitting on a record. I'm, I have a whole nother like fire. 13, you 14 next. songs. Yeah. So That's fire. And then now your, your pen is probably much stronger because you just Ooh. got finished writing. Way so, strong. Yeah, now you're just in that mode. That's fire. Yeah, so now you drop the next one, and then you already working and writing the next, next one. Exactly. And you then it, yeah, it becomes yeah. a process for real. Like, nah, that's fine. I, I, and you in New York, you're doing fresh runs yeah. right now, man. <laughs> you're going we out here. <laughs> outside. We outside. Yeah, for real, Hell for yeah. Real. Well, um, I don't I I 
hate ha- asking this question when you already dropped the project because people were like, yo, listen to the project. But like, I guess not like what's next for you, but what do you feel like when people listen to this and continue to, to uh, follow your journey, what do you want people to take away from, Man, from your music? That's a good one. Um, I'll say truly, I feel like my purpose is to inspire or impact others through words. Mm. So I want my listeners, like, I want you to listen to my music and it and just feel enlightened. Feel like you can do anything you like want to. Um, like I had someone tell me that like listening to my project made them want to do better at work, mm. be a better husband to their wife. And like, that's the type of music, like, I, that's what I want you to feel. Yeah. I want you to feel impacted uh, and like you can excel in anything. That's beautiful. All right, now, I'm gonna close it. That's all, that was a great closer right there, but <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna hit you with the last question. Just to, if people were trying to get into music, what are like those three artists that are similar on your playlist? Like, all right, I'm trying to like get into that mode. I'm about to listen to this project. What are some artists that you kind of liken yourself to? I mean, a, a comparison I get a lot is J. Cole. Okay. Um, so I would definitely liken myself to him. I got a crazy one. Uh, so I actually just had a, a, a blog written on me. Uh, and they said, I, like, Larry June. Wow. Oh, fire. So fire. I never heard that, that one. My, that that my ears. Larry June and J. Cole combo <laughs> yeah. is crazy. That was the first time I heard that. And I'd say, especially with this project, Hove. Because oh. it's, it's it's more braggadocious. Like okay. I'm very I'm I'm a storyteller. I like to be authentic, and in this one it's like, like that braggadocious. Like I'm him. Like yeah. you know. Yeah. So I, nah, I say those three. That's the main Robbins. Yeah, <laughs> main Robbins. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm gonna use that. Yeah, that's fire. And I, I, J Cole, Hove, and Larry June. Man, that's that's real cloth yeah. talk right Let's there. Let's go. Very. Um, we appreciate you pulling up. Thank on you, us. bro. Nah, for sure. Thank you. Uh, we're excited to continue to tap in. Yes, sir. Yeah, bro. One time for North Carolina, for sure. Yes, sir. Carolina in the building. Carolina in the building. Thank you, man. DZH, welcome to 997. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Welcome to Log Day. Yeah. How you living? Man, these past couple months, past two months, really, September and into this month, super busy. I wouldn't have it any other way yeah. uh, as far as, like, releasing music, backing out, planning, and just doing everything that I need to do. It's been great. It's been great. Living right. real good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But yeah, we straight. You want to, uh, before we get into it, just introduce yourself real quick. Um, you know, where you come from and what you do. Yeah. Um, all right. So I am DZH. I go by DZH. That's my artist name. Um, I'm a rapper, sort of a singer, producer, artist out of East Orange, New Jersey. Been kind of roaming around New Jersey most of my entire life, just off the strength of like, you know, mom's just trying to find a nice space, a spot for us to live. We're being get killed or the car got stolen. Da 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 da. Car um, got stolen is a big one. Yeah, bro. Like <laughs> East Orange, New Jersey. Like when I was younger, like there wasn't a day where I woke up and oh, they messed with the radio or oh, they messed with the key in the ignition. Da da da. I was like, all right, damn, bro. Like it might be time for us to move on. <laughs> so long story short, I fell in love with making music around like 13 and a half, 14 years old. I fell in love with this artist named The Game. And then I also was listening to like mad video game racing soundtracks. And then that fell in love to just me discovering like hip hop. And then a lot of my love came from West Coast rap and then West Coast rap, mm. like kind of just now I did my history and I was like, I think I can rap. And then like my first like early years of rap were all terrible. And then like late 2018, December, 
a blog posted me finally. And I was like, okay, I think I can like do this for real. And since then, it's been a lot of just growing, a lot of falls and failures and definitely like, you know, deadlines. But other than that, yeah. And now we're here. Yeah. Now we're here. Hell yeah. Now that's amazing, man. I mean, can you talk about, I guess, what's interesting about what you said? How did you get to West Coast music from East Orange? Is that not typically a yeah, thing nah, nah, nah. for East Coast or, or Northern artists? I think the, uh, so the, the video game soundtrack was uh, definitely the first thing of it. This artist called The Game. He had this record on uh, Midnight Club 3 Double Edition Remix. I think everyone knows it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to Double Edition. Nah, real, real life. <laughs> so long story short, I fell in love with this game called, uh, this rapper called The Game, and it had this record called Higher. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, this shit bump. Mm -hmm. So I had to do my history, and I'm like, okay, so he's got The Game. I see the documentary. I see um, Operation Kill Everything. And that's what like really made me like a game fan. And I fell in love with this album called The Red Album, one of my favorite albums by game. And then um, there were a couple other joints, but yeah, it got into my love for Kendrick Lamar. Mm. It got into my love for Schoolboy Q, everyone from Black Kippie, and then everyone from TDE. And I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. It's all, it's all West Coast. All, all West, Coast. West Coast. And I'm like, yeah. all right, but like, what's what's cool with the East? And I was just like, all right, cool. So then I got into, um, then I got into uh, Benny Signal. Oh, wow, I'm messing his name up. I got into Benny Signal. Then I got into Jay-Z. Then I got into everybody from Rock yeah. Nation and so on and so forth. Damn, so you did East Coast back like later. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I went to East Coast a little later. And then, you know, my then everything just spread around. Then it was Atlanta. Then it was New Orleans. Yeah. And it was like, I would just jump everywhere just because I love music. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been joking because Rashad uh, is from North Carolina and Jersey. And we just had yeah. two North Carolina artists on. Yeah, and now we got Jersey. So I'm just sitting here letting Rashad talk about his love uh, of yeah. both places. Now nah, you, you missed it. We you just had a whole a whole conversation yeah, about Black sorry, Odyssey, audience. bro. <laughs> but uh, but I, I do want to speak a little bit to Jersey and kind of like what um Ye. what Jersey means to you as an artist. Oof, that's a that's a loaded question. I think what Jersey means to me as an artist is like first and foremost we already get looked down a lot a, a lot just off the strength of, oh, New Jersey is the armpit of America. I'm like, bro, like, miseducation, do your homework. SZA, do your homework. Coyle Ray, do your homework. Facts. Like, a lot. Like, we've had a lot. So it's not like Michael B. Jordan, do your homework. That's from North. Jack. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like, I think a lot of it is, like, us always constantly being the underdog or always us being in New York shadow or always us, like, New or always uh, Philadelphia, like, oh, yeah, New Philadelphia is just South Jersey, which is correct. But um, <laughs> for the most part, I think it was like, you know, just to show where, where we're from. Like we have we started Jersey Club and now Drake's using it. So now it's like now we're getting the rep we're getting the recognition and like respect that barely. we deserve. Yeah, barely, barely, barely going through, barely yeah. going through. We, we ain't there yet. But when we get there, it's like, all right, cool. So I think being from New Jersey is like. I don't know. And it also gives like an extra oomph kind of more or less like I got like a chip on my shoulder to show where I'm from and to prove like yeah we can do it too if not better than some of y'all so yeah yeah it's nice I, I I agree I would have to agree I think that was the the symmetry between North Carolina and New Jersey is kind of people every in both of those states they kind of have to prove themselves because yeah. they're overshadowed by a bigger everybody, state that's so everybody. close and they have so many talented people that it's hard and it, it's like literal legends coming from Jersey yeah and even then it doesn't really get the notoriety. Like you saying SZA, Facts. most people don't even know SZA's from Facts. Jersey. Like it's not even a notable thing at all. Most people don't know. I grew up on the same block as Lauryn Hill. 
people don't even know that she is from Jersey at Jersey, all. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy. Um, it's crazy how that pans out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think also I I, I remember um, I think Jinx, Jersey Jinx, shout out to uh, Jinx, had spoken about what he likes about like being from Jersey is that like, you know, he had like a greater perspective of what was coming on going on in New York that like yeah. he could witness and be a part of what was going on in New York, but then take a step back and see it from afar. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. be able to kind of like examine it a little more rather than being like for sure yeah i think i think the bonus part about that is too because like i have friends in like different states so north carolina new york um cali other other places so like they're like oh yeah where are you from it's like yo bro so-and-so take a a trip all the way out to jersey and i'm like yeah, bro. Like New Jersey is a place, bro. It's a, it, 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 it is, like it is a it's state. Not that far. Yeah, like it is a state. And like when they see what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and where I'm doing it from, then it's like, oh shit, you're from New Jersey. Yes, bro. Like I, I've been doing this for a while, bro. Like to the point where now it's like, let's do this. Like we we, we know where I'm from. We got it. Yeah. yeah, fire. How do you feel? Um, you know, you say you you've been doing it a while. How do you feel like your um, your process has evolved over the last couple of years? Uh I'll say before it was like, and I'm kind of just still opening up to it. Um, the process before it was like, all right, I gotta be the best. I gotta do this. I don't really want to work no nobody. Da da da. And then there were like, it may be like two or three open mics that I went to, and I'm like, oh nah, like there are other people who are just as talented, if not better. So I'm like, let me link with, let me link and network with these other people and these other artists, and like, let me get to know like. Like who's really a person I should stick around to, or who's a person who I like, eh, like not yet, or maybe it's not time yet. So, a bunch of other Jersey artists who I'm on to, I'm like, damn, like they're doing it. Like some even know how to um, open up their own venue. Some are doing open mics for X amount of prices, you know, pay to perform sort of thing. Um, and I was just like, okay, cool. Like I don't need to, yo, let me go to New York. No, bro, I can stay right in my state. Yeah, link up with good people, uh, make the art that I want to make have somewhat of control and I can keep it moving. And if it, if, and when it expands, it expands. But for right now, my state is cool, bro. Like it is what it is. And in the process, man, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of ups and downs. I'll say that. Like I had to figure out, and this sounds crazy to say, I'm still figuring out my sound. Like I am very much like, I love listening to like rap, rap, like Sean Smith, McJenkins, um, Uh, Benny the Butcher, Alchemist, like all those types of artists where like niggas are really, really rapping. Yeah. And then next day I could be like, okay, I like R&B, like uh, Ombre, Destin Conrad, uh, Victoria Monet, uh, like Black, Her, uh, Xavier Omar, LA. Like I'll just dive right, uh, right back and forth. Yeah. Just to say I just I'm diving back and forth. So I think the process has just like, been like slowly discovering myself. And everyone's like, yo, you still me you found yourself yet. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm just rapping, but like, nah, not yet, not yet. But I appreciate it. Thank you. Do you so, feel like there's a pressure to uh, to pick a lane? Um, not really, honestly. Like a lot of people have been like, oh yeah, you know, I'm staying in my lane, and I'm like, nah. But it's good to kind of like experiment and figure out. Okay, I'm not good in this area. Maybe I need to strengthen myself in this area. Like for me personally, I know like I can write a verse in like ten minutes, cool. But when it comes to like writing hooks, it's something that I'm like, okay, I need to perfect my craftsmanship, yeah. take it seriously, or I need like bridges or like even finding a snare because I produce as well. So it's like every little thing gets like picked or I have to like really, really listen. I'm also super like observant in anything and everything I do. And I like take the craft seriously. So I'm not just putting out no bogus and no bullshit. Yeah. 
I ain't trying to put out no mid and niggas is like, yo, like this is terrible. So, and I've had to learn like, okay, certain jobs is all right. Certain jobs have been better, have done better than most and so on and so forth. So yeah, I'm a person who's going to care about the progress, no matter if it's slow or super duper fast and uphill. Yeah, you just throw, throw it at the wall, see what sticks. Yeah, I'm throwing it at the wall, seeing what sticks. And if it sticks, cool, I'm going to you know, stay that. in that area. It, yeah. But if it don't stick, I'm going to find out, okay, why didn't it stick? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, keep yeah. going from there. That's, that makes a lot of sense. You got to refine the process. Exactly. Before you can really set your intention on exactly, exactly. what your sound going to be. So Case that, point. that yeah. makes sense. Um, you got a... You got song dropping soon? Yeah. Um, so I have a song dropping soon. Uh, yeah, I can name it. I have a song called uh, Too Much Sugar. Uh, when people hear it, it's like, oh, they're... When you hear the word too much sugar, it's like you might th be thinking like a little bit of R&B until you hear like a wild, insane bass drop, and it's <laughs> not R&B at all. It's specifically like rap. Like, we're rapping. Um, I have an artist who I've been following like for a while now. Been um, lovely enough to even call him one of the homies. Uh, and he's like way bigger than me. But he works with a lot of other different artists. His name is Caleb Mitchell. He's also from New Jersey. So it was also nice to like have him on there and like have him rap his ass off because we yeah. both be rapping. So uh, yeah, but this year, yeah, this year I'm really proud and excited for the, what uh, 2024 will bring because I'm yeah, excited. With, the, with this single and like with the next couple months that you're looking forward to, what do you feel like, um, you know, what is the statement you're trying to make with this music? Oh, uh, ooh, I don't want to. <laughs> I think the statement I want to say, and it's wild, is to just say like I can go bar for bar with a lot of a lot of our uh, today artists, and um, that's really all it is. Like rap has been the thing like has that's been motivating me to like just do better lyrically, uh, enunciate some of my words, like focus on diction, how to communicate, down to like how I even talk to and communicate to other people. Whereas like okay, cool, like some of y'all rapping, but like nah, like let's be yeah. real, like. It's okay. We can identify some mid, bro. It's fine. Yeah. Like, it's okay. You say over here in East Orange? Yeah. We're rapping. No, yeah, like real life. And it's like, <laughs> even if we're not rapping, I at least I am. Right. I don't know about everybody yeah. else. I'm rapping and people know that I be rapping. I be, um, if I have to give like a, a 168 or a 124 or give like two verses or whatever the case may be, I'll do that. If I have to step back and paint hooks, cool, I'll do that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, over the next year, just to show like, I take my penmanship very serious. It's my craft. And if you're sleeping, okay, get comfortable. That's all I can say. Yeah, That's about get, it. Get comfortable. Man, yeah, it works. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Shout out to Jersey. Yes, we got, sir. Uh, East Orange, I feel like that's uh, Maroof. Oh, you know, yeah, shout Maroof. out to the homie Maroof. Yeah, exactly. Maroof out there. Um, exactly. It's a lot like we were talking about. Off, I'm off. saying we're Maroof, like y'all rapping. No, yeah, Maroof <laughs> definitely rap, raps, yeah, for sure. I be, I be trying to tell people like, bro, like we're not just somebody you could just, oh, it's fine if y'all do that. No, bro, like niggas be rapping. It be a lot of rappers. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's that hunger. Like you saying, it's like. It's hunger. People it's are. It's hunger. Or New York is known for rappers, essentially. Like yeah, they yeah. are known for. If you like, you said Benny the Butcher and the Griselda team, and exactly everybody else, Rock Nation, all these people, pretty much are all rappers, and that's yeah. what New York is the core of. But Case New Jersey point. is the same. <laughs> I was just like, bro, I'm like, go watch the Kanye, go watch the Kanye West documentary. Living in Newark, and man said, yo, bro, I was just living in Newark trying to get it. I'm like, Newark, New Jersey is like 15 minutes away from me, stars, bro, like. We're, we're doing what we can. Yo, and wow. it's like, yeah, we got a point to prove. That's all. We're trying trying to get out the shadow of, the shadow of, oh, you know, I was in New York shadow. No, bro, like, we rapping. We doing it ourselves over here, too, bro, just as well, and if not better. No yeah. disrespect. 
but a little disrespect though. Like it's a little yeah, that's disrespect. It. That's it. <laughs> Just that's a it. tiny bit, but that's yeah, bro. Get, put some respect also, on New Jersey name. As much as as fun it is, as fun as it is, rap is also competition. It's a sport. Exactly. I ain't come here to be buddy buddy with everybody. I came to get here and like let it be known. Like, listen, I'm rapping. You gonna know I'm rapping and go from there. So <laughs> that's all. Say that. Yeah. I mean, that's what, they, that's what we want to hear, man. The old heads, the old heads say, you know, you can't be the best unless you say you want to be the best. Yeah, that's what like, they say. And we're not cool. gonna crown you as the goat unless you actually say yeah, like, it. Like, where's your butt in that? Yeah, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> He's from Jersey too. I know, but oh you my know. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. look, we appreciate you pulling up on us. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, thank you, you guys for having tapped me. In for yeah, sure. we look forward thank to your, your, your yeah. growth, your next projects, your next singles, man. Hey, man, uh, listen, keep us informed, bro. The next, the next couple, the next year, if everything goes how I want it to, yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, hold it down DH. for Jersey. Indeed, indeed, all, forever and always, forever and always. Guys, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Lay the Leo. Hi. Welcome to 997. Yeah, thank you for having me. Welcome to Digilog Day. Yes, it's amazing over here. I got a lot of people out. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's good to be back on the East Coast, back in the city. Oh, back on the East Coast. Uh -huh. Okay, so I'm, we're, I'm based in LA. Based so, in LA. Yeah. And so we gotta we gotta ask you the typical questions. You gotta give <laughs> us some background. Um, where you from? How you got started? Cool. Where you at now? All that good stuff. Um, I'm from Brockton, Massachusetts. It's a city outside of Boston. Um, I've been making music um, and releasing as Leia the Leo for about three years now. Okay. But I've been, I was in marching band, jazz band, all that stuff, little geek growing <laughs> up. Um, went to Berkeley College of Music and then moved to LA in 2020. Fire. You went no, to Berkeley? Yeah. There's no such thing as a, a music geek, I don't think. Don't, don't, don't call yourself that. Everybody, <laughs> we all music geeks in this room, yeah. I guess. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, um, I feel like everybody that goes to music school has a different experience. Some positive, some, uh, some feel stifled by it. Yeah. What I was mean, your experience at Berkeley like? When I first started at Berkeley, I had the whole idea, I'm going to be an artist. Then I got there and everybody's doing what I want to do and they're really good at it. So you're, you get swept up in like, oh, can I actually do it? So yeah. I actually majored in music business management mm. um, and graduated with a degree in that. And then the pandemic happened and I couldn't get an internship, couldn't mm. really do anything with that. Yeah. And I was just writing music and fell back in love with making music when I didn't have anybody else's outside opinion. I was just making what I love. And now honestly, I'm like being an artist and having a degree in music business management, sets you apart from a lot of artists out here. So I've been told, I, I, I mean, did I pay that? attention? That's another question. I wasn't. <laughs> you coasted through it a little Listen, bit. And, and you know, my last three months were virtual because of COVID. So uh, I kind of, but I got the degree, so. Hey, that's what matters. The piece of paper, that's what matters. That's, that's what they say. Um, but we, we were literally just talking about hard skills in terms of like for artists, you should have some hard skills. And I feel like having a music management degree is honestly going to help you at some point, even if it's not today. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm still learning a lot of things and I'm very grateful to have um, a great team and a great mm. manager that also is, you know, with me by my side while I'm learning. So, yeah, man, that's amazing. Um, all I, right. So let's get into what you got coming up and your sound. Yeah. Um, this new project, can you tell us the name and like what's the whole vibe behind it, meaning behind it? Of course. Yeah, so I just dropped my debut EP, Purpose, okay. in May. Okay. It's a six-song EP. 
Um, and they were all honestly songs I wrote in the pandemic, just trying to figure out my life and trying to find out what my purpose was. Yeah. The title track is Purpose. Um, and that song's really about my journey through figuring out who I am in my artistry, moving to LA during a pandemic and like working at a grocery store and not doing anything that I thought I was supposed to be doing right. um, and trying to find purpose in that. Yeah. So, so, so what did you learn during the yeah, pandemic? What, what is your purpose? What, what is the purpose? I learned that we have multiple purposes in life and we may not ever know what that exact purpose is. You got to create your purpose. You got to create your path. So I can't really say exactly what my purpose is, but I do know I was put on this earth to create and to give, you know, to other people. Yeah. So, um, What do you think? Like you dropped that project. Now you're like figuring out what the next wave is. How do you think since dropping that project and like having music out there for people to consume your process or like evolution of your creativity has moved? Yeah, it's it's weird having, you know, that project is so personal to me. So, you know, having your own person, it's basically my, my diary entries yeah. mm. out for people to listen to, which is very vulnerable. Um, but being able to close that chapter and to learn from those things and be able to put that into my next music and um, we're kind of switching up the genre a little bit. This EP was a folk R&B mm. uh, project, but I consider myself a genre bender. I don't like to put myself in boxes with everything that I do. Um, so you may hear some pop rock, punk yeah. rock, some Afro Hell beats yeah. coming from me. So. Uh, speaking on that, I guess, what are some of your musical influences? If You know, genre, genre bending. Uh, what are some of those like crossover artists that you kind of maybe grew up listening to or you're listening to now yeah. that influence your sound? Well, my father's a musician, so I, ah. I, I had a very wide range of music growing up. But my biggest influences were Stevie Wonder, Alicia nice. Keys, um, two of my biggest ones. But I also was listening to like Avril Lavigne, Christina Aguilera, you know, the pop girlies. Um, and currently I'm very inspired by Victoria Monet, what she's doing. I think she's an amazing performer and amazing nice. artist. And we should all strive to be able to do that type of performance, yeah. too. So. Yeah, she's definitely uh, under celebrated, I think. Oh, 100 percent. And honestly, you're the second artist that brought her up today. So it's like as I should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we should all be talking about her. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, that's amazing. Um, what do you think? Like you, you say you grew up with musical parents and, and surrounded by music. Did you always like look at what they were doing and were like, that's what I want to do? Or was there any like, you know, kids rebelling against their parents being like, oh, that's cool. But like, I don't want to do that. No, I've never questioned that I wanted to do this. Like yeah. since since I was. Four. My, my dad also went to Berklee College of Music. Okay. So I've always said, I'm going to Berklee. I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to make music. I'm going to be a superstar. Like, yeah. that's all I've ever wanted to be. Um, and to be able to have parents who are doing what I want to do kind of made it feel possible um, and available yeah. for, to me for a long yeah. time. I also, the idea of like being a superstar, like I was talking to an artist this week um, about fame and like, I've almost realized that there's a lot of artists that are gunning for fame and and being a superstar. And then there's a lot of artists that like don't want that. Yeah. Like they want, they're like, I want to be able to go to the grocery store by myself and have my privacy. What is it about that superstardom and, and fame that like attracts you? I wouldn't necessarily say that it's fame that attracts me. Cause I, I mean, obviously growing up, I always said I wanted to be a superstar. Now I'm older and I have a bigger understanding of what yeah. that really entails and an understanding of the industry itself too. 
Um, my biggest goal is just to make music that people can relate to. And I want that to happen in masses. Like yeah. I want to be able to relate to people and give people a space that I, that my favorite artist gave me yeah. to feel and, and to, you know, find solace in. Um, and because I want to do that on such a wide spectrum that comes with, you know, people knowing you fame and things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, like you said, your, your dad's in music. So you probably thought he was cool to a certain degree. <laughs> so it's did. like, you didn't, you didn't like buck against the system because your parents are cool. Exactly. Like, you know, my, my parents are young. They're, they're very like in tune with what's going on um, in culture and, and, and everything. So I'm very blessed to have cool parents. <laughs> oh, it makes it easier. I feel like, okay, this is maybe now the third artist, but your parents have to support you at a young age. Right. Yeah, no, that's been a theme of today of like, you know, there's a lot of artist stories that are like, nobody thought, nobody in my family thought this was real, whatever. But right, like, yeah. when it's, when you get support from an early age, it that confidence is just a part of you. Well, you know, there's also an element of they know what it entails too, and also kind mm. of not a fear, but a reluctancy of like, is this really what you want yeah. to do? They're yeah. like, you know, do you really want to go to a music school? Do you really want to be? Because we right. know how hard this is. Yeah, so like, yeah. I did, I did deal with a lot of like, okay, are you sure though? And never that they didn't believe in me, but it was always like, you want to make sure this is what you really want to do. And it was. Yeah, exactly. No, that's yeah. amazing. Um, you know, going back to. I guess Berkeley and like studying music business. What do you think? Like, obviously, I, I assume there's a lot of takeaways from that. But like, when you think about like what you studied in college and how that um, affects the perspective, your perspective now and how you think about your career, what are some of the things that you like carry with you and like think about every day? From college? Or yeah, from, just yeah. like studying music business and like learning mm. the way the industry works. Definitely the importance of connections, but on a more meaningful level than just, oh, I'm telling you what I do and yeah. what you can do for me, what I can do for you. Like real you, relationship. Exactly. When you go to music school, like, yes, we're we're striving for the same things, but just school in general, you make those types of connections with people like we're we're classmates, we're both kind of grinding yeah. together, we're struggling together. And those are still people that I work with or, yeah. or know to this day, and those are my connections. And yeah. I, I never want to go into something of just what can you do for me because i want to the people i surround myself with i want to be able to relate to you or or be cool with you and i want to like you if we're going to work together yeah. so i think honestly like yeah for me the biggest thing in music is like this industry can be like fucked and <laughs> if you find real yeah. people and have like real love and respect for each other beyond just like what we can do for each other for sure that's all that matters because yeah. yeah. that, that's how you that's how you strive because when you feel that support around you, yeah. then you can go it, the building out yeah. instead of building up yeah. or working out. Real community. Of up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I know you live in LA now from, Bro uh, from Brockton and, but I feel like Boston and, and even Brockton over the last few years has gotten some, uh, some artists popping off. Oh yeah, there's amazing artists coming yeah. from. We're slept on. We're really yeah. slept on. Um, and it's a it's a small city, and you know there's not as many resources, obviously. And sometimes I kind of feel like a phony because I left. But <laughs> you know you got to do what you got to do. But I will always represent where I'm from. Yeah. I'm from Brockton, Massachusetts. I am not from LA. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, there's a there's amazing artists coming out. Have you ever heard of Van Buren Records? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. Like yeah. they put Brockton. On the map. On the map. Yeah, 100%. I went like, to high they're school like, with and, and that's almost the thing, too, where, like, 
you know, we've talked to artists from different cities and states um, and the feeling of like, they're like, we're not from Boston. We're from Brockton. Like, yeah. they're like, we are from here. And I really appreciate that energy. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. How has how has that really molded your sound or has it at all? Like, do you take any anything from Massachusetts and put it into your music? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't like to put myself in a box. Yeah. I, I have a lot of different genres that I, I delve into, a lot yeah. of different topics. And Brockton is such a diverse place. Very, mm. There's a lot of Caribbean culture, mm. Cape Verdean. Like, ah. it, it's a very diverse place. Um, you just meet a lot of different people and being able to be around different people and see different perspectives and different cultures, that definitely feeds into my music. Um, I have a different understanding, I think, of other people instead right. of just being around people who are just like me, you yeah. know? Oh, fire, fire, fire. So I know, um, you know, we talked about Purpose dropping earlier this year. You told me that you were shooting a video later today. Yeah. So you definitely looking towards kind of what's next. Working. Um, what kind of what is the next evolution of what you're trying to say with your music? I I want to say what's on my mind at all the, at all times. Some some real shit to me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because I think that's the only way people can relate to somebody is when they're talking about something real. Yeah. Um, even if you aren't going through exactly what I'm going through, you can put your own meaning to it. But as long as I'm always true to myself, then you can be true to yourself. We can be. Yeah. So so what I have coming out is true to the place that I am in right now, uh, in life right now. I just turned 24 a couple months ago. Happy birthday. Uh, thank you. Uh, and it's been terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you 24 mean? Is terrible? <laughs> it's been it's been crazy. So uh, th that's kind of where I'm at is just writing about my experience as a young adult trying to navigate through life. Um, in this new phase of my yeah. life, this new chapter. So. I think even uh, even old adults can relate to trying to navigate through this yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, navigating. especially post this pandemic shit, like yeah. we we kind of all reset it. Like we're all in the navigation phase all over again. Sure. Um, so that's that's amazing to hear. Um, and I'm excited to hear what you have coming next. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you for rocking with us. Yeah, thank you so much for stay tapped me. in. We'll yeah, definitely awesome. stay tapped in. Let us know whenever you in New York next. We got to uh, do it for real in our studio. Yeah, I got you. A lot of performance, all that. Oh, I would love yeah, that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that's all right. We got to dap you up. We dapped everybody yeah. else up, yeah. <laughs> that's part one for you of our Marathon podcast live from Digilog Day. Check out part two for our sit-downs with Carrie mm -hmm. Blue. Cedric Brazil and Prez Harris.